Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Monster Noir, the City of Mists, part one of our second season of this show. That's right, we finally are moving on past season one, even though it's been like two and a half years in the making, but that's because you're going to get regular updates to this show once a week for the next uh, however long this mini-series ends up running us. Today is July 15th, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indooradventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Crisp Strahd, Ghost of Saltmarsh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, our Masks the Green Sun campaign, as well as many, many more and many more to come. Uh, we are also available anywhere audio casts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions that you would like to help, uh, that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us again at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But if you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on Twitch and YouTube and all of those those other wonderful spaces and you're trying to think to yourself where can i go to help support this incredible show even more guess what buddy i got your back quite literally in fact because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got crop tops throw pillows shower curtains aprons clocks and we also have face masks i would have one to grab i recently changed my desk so i don't know where it is but I'll find that, I'm sure, somewheres around here uh, soon. Uh, we also have a huge variety of Pride merch as well, so if you are feeling uh, like wanting to let other people know that they are loved as well, hey, come down and check the merch store. Also, all of the proceeds from those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders, so if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no s at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi, everyone. My name is Satan, and today I will be playing Lilith, the Vampire Queen. She uses she her pronouns, and I use she they pronouns. Hey everybody, I'm Wings. I'm going to be playing as Dot Flannery, uh, the unaware wolf. No, I will not explain that. She her for both. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer, and I'll be playing Beltane Hawthorne, the mobster fake. I go by she her, and he goes by he him. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be playing as Ezekiel Sullivan, a lone star. Uh, we both use he, him. And that leaves me, GB, and I will be the rest of the universe of Monster Noir. Uh, let's just uh, talk for just a second about the setting and stuff. We are using the City of Mist system now. Uh, we're coming off two years of... I think it's like two and a half? Two and a half yeah, years. You know, of, of one shots. A, <laughs> of, of one shots. Playing once a month, uh, roughly, and such. So there is a plethora of backstory and things going on here. So it used to be a very, very completely improv show. 
we're going to try to keep that spirit, but we're also going to try to uh, encapsulate uh, the City of Mist system so that people out there can, you know, kind of go, Ooh, what's this and how does this work? So um, basically there is a veil um, in City of Mist. It would be the mist. Um, the veil covers the world and keeps mundanes and supernatural beings from seeing each other. Your cab driver might be a troll. Your newsy uh, newsboy might be a goblin. Uh, and you would never know. So in the City of Mist systems, there's Mythos and there's Logos. And um, you, your Logos is who the, the, the people uh, in the real world would see and would know and interact with. And the people behind the veil would see your mythos who you who you are um in a supernatural sense and as you can tell our our fine players all have different things going on and some people have a much higher level of one or the other and there are mundanes muggles you know so on and so forth who are unaware completely with all that said, the setting is going to be in the 1940s, post-World War II. This is an alternate history where our, our, our players almost stopped World War II. Almost. But we've made some decisions and we've moved past. So it's the Casablanca, the 1940s noir, black and white, um, you know, detective stories and whatnot. But with supernatural elements so um with that said with the setting pro uh, proposed let's let's hear the rhythm clack 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 we're hearing you know this this beat this thump 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 thum. and we start to realize in the darkness of the scene that that there's a train there, we feel the motion, the rocking of the train. Maybe woo, we hear the steam off and we uh, enter into the train car as we're seeing at night, we're seeing the lights of the train cars go by and we stick with one car as it zips past and we look in the window. We move in through the window and Zeke, what do we see? Uh, so Zeke, uh, he probably stands maybe like 5'10", 5'11". He's on the taller side, uh, but he's not standing right now. He's sort of sitting on a back car. Um, he has his hat pulled down over the brim of his eyes. He's trying to get some shut-eye in, just sort of like letting himself get rocked to sleep by, uh, by the shaking of the train car. Um... The one thing that you can see uh, about him as well is that he wears this kind of red bandana around his neck, um, mostly because he's from out west and, you know, coal is a thing that happened out there. You should probably have some sort of breathing apparatus to keep your mouth, uh, to keep like other germy pathogen things from getting in, you know, maybe he got it at the adventure <laughs> store, who knows? Um but, uh, yeah, he's wearing, like, a long brown duster. Uh, very much looks like a, uh, like a cowboy that you would see on the front of, like, a Western novel. 
but he is wearing these clothes unironically. This is just kind of him. There, you yeah. It's not it's not a brand new duster. No, that, like that. Try you try to keep clean. This duster's seen some 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 horse horse hiney. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, and like on his face, he uh, like he has darker skin, uh, a more pointed beard uh, that seems to have graying spots coming in towards his sideburns as well as like from the sides of it as well. But he is just in the middle of. Uh, trying to get to sleep possibly taking a nap one of the two but you can't really tell he could also be one of those people who just like maybe that guy's asleep maybe he's just resting really well right now it's a wolf nap yeah wolf nap <laughs> all right um and as we as we move past you know kind of slide in to try to see his eyes but we can't because we're invisible because we're the audience and we can do this. Um, we slide past and we move a few rows back. What what do we see, Dot? Uh, we see a young woman uh, wearing overalls uh, with a kind of white collared shirt underneath. Uh, her hair is curly but pinned up with a handkerchief. Um, the hair is a sort of reddish brown. Her eyes are also brown, uh, and her clothes, uh, which are work clothes, are stained with uh, what appears to be ink spots. Uh, and I think that she's sort of leaning back a little bit, uh, like holding a newspaper. Um, and like she, she just keeps on flipping through the pages and sort of uh, like like turning it over and like it com it becomes clear to anybody watching her that she's not actually reading the newspaper she's critiquing it uh, and she's just like ah oh, the kerning ah oh, this is awful like is this what passes for newsprint these days uh, and she's just like flipping it over and just treating it like the rag it is. Um, now does she have a a like a package with her how would the 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 piece or part that she was uh she is coming back to town with something she had to go and get right uh it, it's it's a very conspicuous like large uh round object that's all wrapped up with butcher paper and kind of tied down with twine uh, and it has been shoved up into, uh, like, the luggage area of the train. Um, and it, it is just, like, sort of, like, hanging off a little bit. Like, it's, it's definitely not, like, in the compartment the way that it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. But, like, she refused to let the, uh, the baggage carrier, or, like, she refused to let it go with luggage. Like, right. it had to be carry-on. <laughs> Okay, uh, and it we we see you know as as she's looking at the we 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 move up and we see this this thing and the thing and the train does a bump and it like it jumps just enough to where we're like oh my god it's gonna fall and kill her any minute now <laughs> and she is she is completely unaware of the danger that <laughs> that is above her head. Um, uh, from the train, we'll say you're flipping the, the newspaper and such, and uh, we kind of look out out the window, and, and the motion kind of ceases, and we see the full moon. Um, a full moon out over, you know, in the sky with some wispy clouds and whatnot. 
and we transport, we, we kind of move to the moon and then drop. Lilith, where are you? And what do you look like? Uh, oh God, I didn't expect my introduction to happen so quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lilith would be, um, I feel like at first you look at the moon from the train and then you look back down it changes location to this big very gothic like castle uh as you go in through the windows you see that it has been redecorated on this so it's a bit more modern but it still has that old vampire charm um but you slowly start hearing the clacking of heels on the stone floor uh, and you see Lilith in a very form-fitting 40s black dress that cuts off right about mid-calf with heels, her hair done up in, like, uh, finger waves. Um, uh, and she has now this white streak that, uh, on the front of her hair, uh, but still that immaculate red lips lipstick that she always has. Um, she's looking through a few papers as she's walking and you see people behind her and she's uh, giving them tasks to do, papers to return, letters to send, um, and just business on the move. Are they, now can we tell as the audience that Lilith is is vampire or is this are we seeing Lilith like uh, uh, not beyond the veil in front of the veil um, if she were covered by the veil mm -hmm. uh, she would just look like a very uh, pale woman uh, fair skin uh, hazel eyes um, and just uh, rounded ears, but looking through the veil, you start seeing those signs of like those red slitted eyes, um, the the white skin, the pointed ears, and the fangs coming out whenever she talks or smiles. Um, and so as we like we we see you know the red lips and all, and we slide sideways. Maybe we get a glimpse like like we we're looking at technicolor mm -hmm. and you know like the real world in technicolor and then mm -hmm. we slide past the veil and it becomes more noir mm -hmm. and we see those those little uh vam telltale vampire bits the other people in the line her assistants and whatnot mm -hmm. are they a mix of people and vampire all people all vampire they're a mix of humans, uh, regular uh, humans and vampires, and a few other supernatural creatures. Excellent. So, uh, a history type question. So, has she kept the the orcs and goblins around also? Yes. Uh, okay. She has taken them in and not restart it with a new company but expand it in a way okay that's, uh, so now that's... she does have humans and vampires not her uh not people she's turned but right. vampires that have come to work for her excellent excellent all right okay um and as we move down the line of the the uh assistants and sycophants and such uh of of the Lilith court, we then swing wide and we see like um 
uh, a sconce with a torch or whatever, flickering light, a lantern or whatever, and uh, with a leaden glass. And we, we sweep into that and it, it kind of changes into window frames. And, and as we move in, we see these, we see these uh, more golden-esque lights on the inside of this set of windows. And, and above the door, uh, we see, what does the uh, Beltane's tailor shop, is it, does, it, do you, does it have a name? It's uh, just Hawthorne's Tailors. Hawthorne's Tailors. We see the Hawthorne's Tailor sign. We move down and we pass through the golden glass of the window and uh, sweep into the upstairs of the uh, of the establishment. I assume you live upstairs? Mm-hmm. Okay. We sweep in. What's our surroundings and, and who and what do we find there? Within the surroundings, there's a myriad of bookshelves, uh, candles, incense, uh, markings of what looks to be half circles on the ground, uh, what looks to be uh, handprints that periodically just kind of dot themselves across the wall. And then a little shadow cat kind of bounds in and out of the shadows, playing with a mouse that they found. And sitting at a desk, kind of measuring out some cloth is a taller man, well, he would be a man if not for his pointed ears and yellow eyes. His skin's a very light brown, his hair's a curly orange, and he's fiddling with this cloth and hands it over to somebody who just takes it and disappears with it, comes back with the correct measurements, and he pins it up and marks it down, wraps it up and places mistletoe into the bow, and says, give this to Mr. Smith, make sure he has the mistletoe on him tonight. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and as as uh, we we follow the back of the individual uh, walking away from Beltane, they you know, like within a step they become the train conductor, and uh, the train conductor steps into the the car, and um, he's he's maybe he's very old. He, he seems to shamble a bit and ticket, honey stopping, ticket and punch and hole punch and ticket as he's walking down aisle to aisle. Uh, Zeke, the conductor stops at you and there's a smell the smell of death and you hear ticket and it rasps and it and it hisses like like a death rattle almost i think zeke sort of like tilts his hat up a little bit to get a good look at this guy yeah and like hands him his ticket but it's just very like watching every move that this dude makes like he's not i wouldn't necessarily say that he's biased towards the undead many people have found a use for the undead is this a useful one or is this going to be a problem that's and we see that play across his his face and as the as we then look up as the audience and look up to see 
this individual it's a goddamn zombie this is like emaciated and and they reach their hand the leathery hand out and take the ticket and they punch it and they have a rictus smile have a nice ride and he hands the ticket back and he turns and as he turns we see the veil cover him again and he takes ticket ticket <laughs> and moves moves through um dot can you see beyond the veil she can okay uh as you're flipping the newspaper and you're hearing ticket and you you know start to like check your many overall overalls do you have overalls yeah she's wearing okay. overalls overalls you check your many pockets for your ticket uh you look up and <laughs> It's a goddamn zombie. <laughs> How does Dot react? Oh, uh, hey man, working hard, <laughs> hardly working. <laughs> uh, Rictus I've got, smile. I've got my ticket right here. Punches it. Have a nice ride. And he can kind of tell you. You can tell that the only people that he seems to say that to are people who can tell. Aww who he is um, and, or what he is. And uh, yeah. And so he shambles, shambles back past, uh, past you. And uh, he seems to be exiting the car as we follow him exiting the car. Um, as he steps out, we see the lights, uh, the lights kind of flash out in the car and um when when the lights drop we see like a couple of um how to put this so when the lights drop in the car the the big full moon outside illuminates and we see several of the seats there's silhouettes in there in those seats of forms that weren't there when the lights come back on so as they flash, we see these these silhouetted forms, um, maybe like four of them that aren't there when the lights come back up. Oh, they're just gone. They they don't appear to to be there at all when the when the lights come back up. Now Zeke, you noticed them. Well, Dot, you noticed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. If you say so. Well, I was going to say my weakness is overlooked details. Were, were they there before? Uh, no, you only saw them in the moonlight when the electric uh, lights were down. So basically... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say that your weakness is you overlook details? Yeah. I... I have a t I have a tag that says I for details. <laughs> we're, we're a I pair. We're, we're playing our characters wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, then no, that's fine. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, Zeke. The only reason you saw them again was because you had just been eyeballing the zombie that took your ticket. Uh, and Dot, you you basically the light change. And it was the white, the, basically the white versus black composition was uh, askew for a moment. And you happened to blink, catch that. Uh, I, I think that like, 
uh, she has her head down, and then, like, the lights come back on again. She, like, puts her head up and then, like, looks around kind of confused. Like, hmm. she can tell something happened, but, like, she just kind of shrugs it off. Like, she does a lot. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so as the uh, as the clack, clack, clack of the train is going, um, we, as the audience, are outside the train, and we see the next the next tunnel coming. And we get a, like a, a rise in the music, you know, that foreboding tone. And it comes, the lights drop for whatever reason. As we exit the tunnel, the, the figures, the moonlight is there and they are standing now. They're in the middle of the car, kind of converging on Zeke. Dot, you, you see that. And Zeke, you just you hat catch down, it. just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they seem to be close, almost like weeping angels kind of thing. You know, the yeah, light was there, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, now the moonlight comes in, and those those figures that were seated are now bloop, closing in on on Zeke. Um, dot, you see this, and then of course the lights come on, and they're not there. Uh, she, she's like a little bit behind him, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, like she, she like definitely like tells that like they're after him. Uh, and she's like, mom's going to kill me. Um, and like, is there another tunnel like on, on the way? Yep. Um, she's going to like stand up and like start heading down the uh start heading down uh and she's gonna like kind of walk up like walk past him and kind of give him a side eye to see like to, to try and get a read on him and see if he like can handle himself or if he's you know just about to get like jumped with no warning um you have an uh... eye for detail yeah. Uh, I would say you probably noticed that, like, it looks like he has two holsters on either side. Like, he's packing. Uh, ah. But as far as, like, are his hands at the ready? Is he in, like, a readied stance, like, prepped for danger? No, he seems like, if anything, he's, like, trying to find a comfy spot again. He had one, and then the ticket man showed up. Um, Like, she's just gonna, like, kind of stop a little bit ahead of him uh, and like, you know, act like she just did a double take. Uh, and she's like, whoa. Uh, you look like you're not from around here. Well, I'm not as good detection. Can I help you with anything? Uh, no. Probably not. Uh, Come through the tunnel. <laughs> uh, and like they're standing in the darkness and I imagine that they have those figures looming over them mm -hmm. uh, and she says do you need some help if they're like when you say this and they're like stand still Zeke's sort of like yeah they, oh shit basically there's four of them now all reaching for you in 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 the in the uh black uh um, Zeke asks uh dot know how to count <laughs> what kind of question is that count to six 
and he will stand up and turn and just <laughs> with it like with a pistol out but like in the like when the moonlight actually shines on it it's a silver pistol she mm. gets the deck <laughs> and that's a gun <laughs> all right okay um i can't remember what the moves are <laughs> hold on i should have opened that a minute ago um Wait a second. These are. This isn't the rules from uh, masks. Exactly. Exactly. Fillable city of this. MC toolkit. I had the folder here. I just didn't have it open. Uh, moves. Hey, somebody. How do I get it from the two pages to the one page? Anybody remember? Oh. Um. No. I no. remember that problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in uh, Adobe Acrobat? I believe, yes. All right, so what you need... Uh, da -da. No. For the audience, what we're trying to do is make it so that uh, instead of it being a spread on the uh, on the PDF, uh, make it into uh, just one free-flowing document with one page after the other. Yeah. Instead of showing two pages at once. And I don't know why it does this. Aha! View, right? Page. Nope. Uh, sorry, guys. We're prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, tool pane, toolbars. The only no. reason I would think of to want to have it that way is if you're like reading a comic and it's mm -hmm. got like a splash page that covers two pages. Yes. But with my luck, it would like just cut that in half and like uh, arrange it wrong. Uh, just the kind of thing that would frustrate Dot. <laughs> Printing errors! No! Tears it. Ugh. All right, and now it's thinking for some reason. Oh, PDF, why would you be like this? Wow, that is really freaking out. All right, let's put this over here and see if we can change it up. Nope. Okay, well, that's not... Uh... Not happy at all. All right. All well, right, so well, that freaks out. Um, core moves. Perfect. Thank um, you, sir. There is free core moves PDF. So there is convince. Not happening. Change mm -hmm. the game. Give yourself or your allies advantage. Probably not happening. Um, face danger is when avoid incoming hit. No, going toe to toe. Uh, or hit with all you got. I think, I believe it's hit for all you got. And all if right. you have that moves PDF, maybe share that with me because the book is freaking out. Yes. I mean, it's literally like flashing and stuff. Oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's just weird. Uh, I put uh -huh. that in our Monster Noir chat. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, yes. So that would be... Oh, is this what they call the yellow pages? Ah, you're old. You know what a yellow pages is. Um, 
right. Uh, hit with all you've got. Let's go to so 100. I love, the, I love the names of all of these moves. Uh, okay. Roll. Finally, some answers. Yep. Uh, hit someone with something with all you've got. Roll plus power. So right. 2d6 plus your power. Uh, and power. you don't have any uh, statuses currently. None of your weaknesses apply, I don't believe. Nope. So. Yep. And so that is a 10. All right. Good first roll. 10. Choose two. Okay. Um, hold the target's attention if possible. Well, there's a definite not uh, werewolf thing uh, that's behind me who seems to just have gotten the deck. And I got uh, I have a pistol. So I think that I'm probably going to hold the target's attention. Uh, and then as far as collateral damage, I feel like I would be controlling that. Uh, yeah, so uh, control uh, control the collateral damage and uh, hold the target's attention. Excellent. So, are you firing? Oh like yeah, put it putting rounds through these these specters. Uh, right. yeah. I mean, all right. I assume so. And then the second part is, are your pistols magic? Uh, so. They aren't necessarily magic. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of the inspiration for his pistols came from The Witcher, uh, mm -hmm. where, like, one silver sword, one steel sword, but, like, the silver one is good for, like, monsters and stuff. So, like, okay. the fact that it is come like, he's using his silvered pistol rather than his regular one, to me, meant that that was, like, how he can uh, deal with the supernatural as far as, like, a firearm goes. All right. Um, yeah, so... Um, you let uh, rounds fly, and and we see like you know we we see the bullets like exit <laughs> exit out the side of the train, and and a couple of these things you've just taken down completely. Dot, what what are you doing? You hit the deck, and uh, she's counting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, you you get to four, and you see the other two are now, you know, coming at at him. He's he's, ne he's never going to get the pistol around in time to to uh, to hit these other two. Um, this is this seems dumb. Um, <clears throat> she's. Okay, well, I, I, well, I've, I've got a, a better, a better idea. Nice. Um, she, she has a pretty um, encyclopedic, you might call, uh, knowledge of the magical world. Um, it, she, she would like to uh, access her memories uh, and try to decide what these things are. Right. In all right. So. Roll a roll plus power. Okay, so what do you have that adds into these uh, your clues? Uh, well, in her now these are they're called theme books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in her possessions theme book, uh, which I have titled "Sentimental Value," 
she has a book of monsters uh, because her mother used to read her to sleep every night with a book of monsters uh, and tell her every single thing in this book is real and you should be worried about them. (laughs) The Brothers Grimm Complete Guide to Real Freaking Monsters. Exactly. Um, so, now, what is, now, what is plus power? What does that mean in the so, mist? So, basically, uh, as you, you, you look around, your book's going to give you one. Um, let me look at a character sheet. Just to make sure. Nope. Yep. That's... No. Uh, I cannot get these PDFs to work. Um, so, looking down, I, I have to try to visualize a character sheet now. Um Looking on the character sheet, your power should be under basically anything that applies in your in your mythos to uh, to the situation that might might help you out in this. So if you were like Snoopy or your eye for detail, um, um, you know, book smart, anything that you think would apply. You can you basically kibitz for so you're you're at least plus two because you have your book and you have your eye for detail. Oh, okay. Um, so so basically, you could like look at any any number of how many could you possibly tag? Lots, technically. Um, so generally, you're not you're try you try not to go over three because it skews the dice. Um, I have but, I have one more that I could do. Sure. What is it? Uh, wolf's instincts. Ah, oh, awesome, awesome. So your preternatural senses kick in. Your this we get this flash of you reading. You know, your mother reading you Grimm's fairy tales, basically, <laughs> and saying all of this is real. And and then of course your eye for detail. So we we get that um, that Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of Sherlock Holmes, you know, zip on the eyes, zip, 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 and you you see these things. So now, now here's a, here's a question. Sure. Uh, how many times can you do that? Because like if you if you tag all of those things, like I, are those like tapped? Tagged? Nope. Tapped? No. Nope. Okay. All nope. right. All right. Just checking. New nope. system. Still learning. Yeah. Um, me too. So. New system. Who dis? <laughs> exactly. Um, so that would be a plus three by, yep. by tagging three different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I rolled a three on the dice, so that's going to be six. Oh, ouch. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, you, uh, you're like looking these things up and down. You're, 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 you're hugging the carpet because there's bullets flying. Uh, Zeke is keeping the bullets going upward, so they're only hitting these things and, and controlling the collateral damage and trying to get these things to focus on him so that nobody else gets whatever's going to happen. Um, so uh, with, with that, you're like, I don't know what these are, but I'm going to tell you that you know that you've never heard of these things. And um, so uh, Zeke, these two things, uh, they grab, grab you, you know, they put their, their stinky uh, meat hooks into me. Yeah. Basically you, these things grab you and as they do, you, you get almost a, a vacuumous, uh, feeling it's an, in a bitter, painful, burning cold. And, and for just a moment, 
it's almost like not that Zeke would know what it is, but I, I, I guess the way Zeke would see it is for a second, you almost feel like you're in the stars. Mm, don't like that. Yeah, like you're like you're on top of a mountain or something, and all you can see is stars everywhere, and they grab you. Um, I I want you to give a status uh, because of your friend's failure. Uh, star touched. All right, I will have that set aside. Status. And hopefully, yeah, I was gonna say hopefully, right in the little form fillable, you can put them down there. Weakness, weakness, nemesis, power, improvements. That's the opposite of one of those. <laughs> uh, hey, that's the... a flip side, if anything. Yeah, I was going to say you're down on the second page. Uh, I can't remember. It's really weird. The, the PDF you sent me opened right up, no problem. The City of Mist ones that I have on my desktop, I, I open them and they go... <laughs> they just flicker. <laughs> That's strange as hell. Well, okay. I'll be sure to add star touched, whatever that okay. means. Okay. All right. I have a type on this channel. <laughs> people will get possessed. Oh, people... no. I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about that. Oh, that's awesome. A little little rhyme of the, the frost oh, maiden yeah. callback. Okay. Um, yeah. So it burns. Uh, it's not your shooting hand. So, uh, you know, you, you're like, uh, you're fighting with them. Like I said, you kept them uh, focused on you. Uh, where do you go from here? Well, um, I would say, if anything, um, this thing has grabbed me. I do not like that. Um, now that I have the moves, you don't have to call out a move. Just tell me what you're doing. All right. So I would like to distance myself. Uh, okay. from doing this, uh, using my mythos powers, because uh, nice. up till this point, it's just been like standard blast, blast, blast. Um, but he has, uh, super speed and nimble as a fox. So, uh, with my duster, I kind of want to do like a flourish, uh, in order to get them to like pop back a little bit and then go into a deep spin and then on the bottom of the deep spin pop up with my pistol again and just try and pop them. Uh, wow. But I understand that's two things, which is one getting out of danger and two shooting. So uh, that's 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 fine. So it's uh, it's going to be. Ba -ba -ba -bum. Let's see. Let's get out of danger first. So face danger. All right. Um, let's see. Avoid the incoming. Okay. Gee. Yeah, I, I know it's going to say roll plus power all the time. <laughs> so, right. But you've got your nimble as a fox, and you've got your mobility. Well, so you're going to have at least plus two there. Nimble as a fox, uh, super speed, plus the four that I rolled means that's a total of six. Oh, my God. Okay. Rock yeah. Yeah, so you you flourish, you you do the fencers flourish with the duster, and it it, it lets their their grip uh, slide free. You spin, you go up, and you go boom boom, but they're not there. That moment that you flicked the duster up and couldn't see them, they vanished from your sight. Uh, dot. 
you see the cowboy has like shrugged them off and fired a couple of rounds through the ceiling. You can still see them. They have basically uh, blinked out like like a blink spell almost. When he did the flourish, they went bloop, and they are now like flanking him again, mm-hmm. but they're they're a step off. What do you do? Um, she's gonna swing something heavy at them, uh, and depending it. on how well this roll goes, I'll describe it afterwards. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna tag my ability, uh, or rather my I, I, I I'm gonna tag my tag. My power hmm. uh, troubleshooting, which okay. is also under my possessions. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, I cannot roll higher than a three on these dice. Oof. I'm getting rid of them. So that's a that's a four. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, were you what were you swinging or trying to swing or whatever? It's her part. It's oh, you. It's the printing press part. Grab the printing press disc or whatever, and the ink disc from it or whatever, and you're trying to woof it through Just them. Chuck it, like yeah. you know when you look at like those old printing press things. Like mm-hmm. there's like a big wheel off on onto the yep. side. Like yep. I, I want to say that it, it it's just one of the wheels. It's just one side of it. Mm. Okay, so it is it is the motion wheel, not the flat ink pan. No. Okay, no. so it's a wheel. It's a, yeah. a, a like a cast iron wheel. Yes. All right. Yeah, uh, with your, uh, do you have, like, super werewolf strength? Uh, she does. Okay, all right. So <laughs> so you can actually wing this thing around, like, like without a lot of effort. Um, but you, uh, you go to swing at these things, and they just kind of, like, they kind of, almost like they're made of water or something they just kind of fold back away from this thing coming past them and and you blanking you bust a couple seats and the people who were in the seats are all like ah, they're screaming because now as far as they know some madman is shooting up the the train car um so the the other people in the car are screaming and trying to get out in general chaos uh, with within and now you you break a couple of the seats with this uh, this this large wheel um, yeah let's finish this scene I was gonna I was gonna cut away at this point but uh, but yeah you you break those um, and yeah so we cause collateral damage I'm gonna say that uh, you even did like knock someone over. They, they like uh, fall on their butt kind of thing, you know, like what in the hell? Um, but they shouldn't have been running down the aisle in the first place. Um, okay. Uh, if you failed, you failed. Oh my goodness. Wow. So many, so many bad rolls to begin with. All right. Uh, which is great because, <laughs> because you're kind of the new heroes and it's always good to get your ass kicked in the first thing, right? Um, so let's say that at this point you went plop plop and you went whoosh and they kind of, they kind of, you know, did this wave thing and then the, the lights come back up full and they, they vanish. And you're left there with a bunch of people all looking around like, what just happened? (laughs) 
faster than the eye can see, but you can hear it before you see it. There is the tank of empty shells on the ground as he super speed, like, reload the next six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, just very, like, grim look on his face, like, kind of like flexing his left hand, because it's, you know, he's star-touched now. He has no idea what that means. Means, yep. Um, so, uh, Dot, they're not here. You're like, werewolfy, you know, total focus, they're gone. Uh, she, she just kind of, like, fixes her hair a little bit, uh, and, like, you know, just sort of, like, starts walking forward as casually as possible, uh, and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, and, like, does that, like, awkward shuffle that you have to do when, like, you're both mm -hmm. standing in the aisle just past Zeke, like, yeah, okay, yep, uh, okay, and a pass. All right, uh, I just gotta get this. <laughs> she, like, picks up the part. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And Zeke, you know, you're waiting for the next beam of moonlight or whatever to, 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 to give a clue. Uh, and uh, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll fade we'll fade from that we'll pull out of the train like that and we see that it's you know heading into the town we see the seaport town in the distance and then uh we would uh we would like you know that's where you could tell the commercial cut would be yeah then, yeah, we, yeah. then we then we open up the next scene of uh of you getting off the train i am not leaving on my own accord mind you i am being <laughs> escorted off of this train yep. i fucking started shooting a pistol in there at exactly. things no one else could see i do not leave by myself they probably want me around for questioning well the 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 zombie conductor has uh <laughs> has you and uh you know basically he pulled you aside and uh, uh, he said to the car in general, he's like, rabies bats. Yeah, we've had a problem with bats with rabies. He's this brave man tried to save all of you. You know, you have to have shots in your stomach when they, if you get rabies and he's, he's basically explaining it that way as he like amazing. Well, walks you walks you off the uh, off the, the train uh leaving basically it kind of it kind of in the uh noir lighting of the of the moonlight and stuff and the muted colors it's like a uh, singular street lamp yep. that the two of them are talking under for some yep. reason and uh well no he lets you off the train and it's like you know I covered your ass, good riddance, don't ride my train again. He gets that, that, that his rictus grin becomes a snarl almost, like, you've just made my day, you know, a royal pain in the ass kind of thing. And you find yourself under that singular light, you know, framed comic book-wise, you know, long-wise frame, uh, you standing there with Dot, with with this this what would be like, you know, six bowling balls worth of of weight in one hand like looking around like okay i gotta get back to you know wherever and do you guys say anything to each other or interact 
Yeah, uh, I feel like um, Zeke pulls out like a hand rolled cigarette, um, and then uh, like as he's lighting it, just turns toward Dot uh, and says, "Oh, you won from back there." What? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, and she. She like literally like pulls out a map of the city and she's like flipping it this way and that very similar to the way that she did the newspaper. Uh, she's trying to figure out which way she's gonna like she's gonna have to walk the rest of the way or like hail a cab and like she she's like going through like the process uh, sort of like externally she's trying to figure that out. Um, Zeke's gonna look at it and I feel like uh, he'll help provide directions, being more just like all right, C's right over there and like. Does he does he point with his star touched hand? Yeah, I feel like Can he would. Dot see it. Can she, is so, there is there something about it that like resonates with her? Because I'll I'll cue, clue you in on another tag she has. True. Uh, which is ancient blood. Ah, um, so uh, as as he as he goes to point, the you get this sort of wispy cold off of off of his arm mm -hmm. um and those of us who who uh you know play D, &D uh it's almost like uh necrotic damage you know you you right. can tell that this is like the the feel of death or something the uh, cold so of the grave I, i've got a good line for when we cut away from these kids um, okay he, he points to something on her map, uh, and she, like, sees that weird, like, ghostly wisp coming off of his hand. Uh, and, like, she, like, shivers and, like, like physically steps away from him. Uh, and then she, like, just kind of stares down at his hand and then looks back at him, back up at him and says, Rabies, rabies bats, huh? <laughs> you, uh, get bit there, cowboy? Uh... Yeah, I feel like that's a really good, like, scene transition to see more, like, looks at his arm and then, like, thinks about, like, like, looks at his, like, arm, stomach, like, ah, oh, shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. With that, we need to have a scene, basically, where you guys realize that Somehow we have to transition from Zeke telling Dot why he's here. So let's say there's only one cab that you guys get into. And uh, Oh my god, there was only one cab. <laughs> I well, I, I like the idea of them walking down a street. Okay. Like they, like they, they probably are like kind of like out in the boonies. Uh, mm -hmm. because like, you know, that was, it was a train, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're probably walking to where they can actually hail a cab. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. So you guys are, uh, again, full moon, wispy clouds, you guys, uh, walking along, you know, this is out by the train yard. So there's like, you know, warehouses and, and, and poorer houses. This is the, again, the forties, the great depression, the war. There's a lot of a lot of empty empty buildings and whatnot, but uh, yeah, you guys are walking along, and uh, what would 
be the conversation. Not your first time seeing one of those things. Oh, no, I've seen all kinds of things. Really? Yeah. Ever since I was a little girl. How's that? What do you mean, how's that? Sometimes people can just see things, man. Uh, most of the time, things happen that make it so you can see those kinds of things. Well, that's not the case for me. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're such a know-it-all big shot, I got a question for you, city girl. You ever seen anything long claws, doesn't leave tracks? Long claws, doesn't leave tracks. Uh, some kind of ghost? Could be. I don't think that a ghost could have done what I seen it do. Now, how, question as well. Now, maybe I'm just a uh, country bumpkin here from out of town. Isn't that thing heavy for you? Uh... <laughs> She's just got like got it like she she switches it between uh, arms every now and then. Um, she's like, oh well, I'm a pressman, so I work with these kinds of things all the time. He just like, mm hmm. <laughs> and and Dot has no telltale signs at all, really, right? Yeah, this is awful, awful strange. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that... But really, really though, Dot, you, you're Marilyn Munster, right? You, you Outwardly, there's no, <laughs> there's no, you know... I, I'd say she's like, she's like, she's short, but she's stocky. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, she's got some good muscle on her. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's not surprising that she can carry this thing around. Okay. Like, she, she looks pretty tough. I think he sees that, but, like, mentally is still, like, I'm gonna hang out in case more of those fucking, like, weird-ass ghosts show up. Because uh, when they... <laughs> to attack you. Yeah, to attack the both of us. <laughs> um, no, and I think that he probably, like, he asks, like, are you from around here? Uh, technically. I mean, that doesn't exactly say a whole lot, but that's well, fine, I guess. forgive me, sir, but you are a stranger. Well, how about some introductions? My name is Ezekiel Sullivan, and I'm looking to kill something. Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously considering giving him a fake name... <laughs> Silver pistol, eye for detail. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. My friends call me Dot. Um, I, you want to kill something. That's correct. Been wanting to kill uh, it for a long time now. Oh. Okay, those guys. And you're... Your encyclopedia is just flipping pages in your head. Your 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 uh, book of grim there. Oh, she, at this point, she's like putting down like the book of monsters and like reaching for the old westerns. 
Now, the thing that I'm looking to kill, I asked you about it already. Long claws, doesn't leave footprints. I wasn't always an orphan, if that helps your situation at all. How, how old does this guy look? He, like, with the gray that's coming into his beard, like, he looks like he's, like, late 30s, probably <laughs> closer to, like, his 40s about that one song orphaned at 33 um <laughs> well really sorry about that uh she kind of like taps her chin and like thinks like she she thinks a, a real hard thunk what does she know of anything that like has long claws and doesn't leave tracks um you you were pretty pretty close like chinese ghouls maybe uh, um, some, something from overseas probably and and maybe uh that's when you're like or could be some kind of fey you know unsaylee the you know darker fey i mean are you sure they don't leave tracks or are they just covering their tracks well uh My memory from that day is pretty clear. There were no tracks coming to or from my house that my family did not make. The only thing I can really tell from what I could see, and what I could smell really, is something undead, something well past its expiration. And uh, you do know that that uh, Beltane lives here and might be able to help you out. Alright. Um, she, she's like thinking thinking her a real hard thunk uh, and like at some point like she just like takes a hard turn down a different street um, and like, like very clearly like moving away from the place where the cat's gonna be. Um, and with that we're gonna jump over where are we at okay uh beltane you're at your uh you're at your shop it's later but the lights are still on and uh do you is is the front door locked no he keeps it open because he has customers who come in at night especially those who can't come out in the day so he services those customers on specific times of like specific times and certain days of the week. So this is one of those weeks or oh. one of those days. Obviously the the full moon situation would probably be a, a, a night for business. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and uh, do you man the counter or do you have people that, that man the counter? If it's at night, he mans it because he's He's in charge here. He doesn't want his employees to get scuffed up by some imposing other worldly creature or other people who just are looking for a bad time. Right. Okay. Um, and the uh, the door swings open and uh, three individuals come in and one of them like closes the door and leans up against it. And the other two walk forward. 
and are they like so uh taylor you're still open yes doing good business then huh well everyone needs a good pair of trousers don't they yeah so we have uh decided that we have uh we're kind of a uh, you know city watch we keep things from happening to businesses such as this sets his pen down takes off his glasses and leans across the table are you sure you want to hustle me it's not really a hustle it's more of a service you know mm. we'll come by you give us you know some money and then your place doesn't burn down he just smiles as he steps around the counter and holds up his hand as it catches on fire see the flames obey me here not the other way around get and out before i call my dogs all right um so uh we are gonna we're gonna name things because we want people to kind of learn what the moves are mm -hmm. um let's make this a convince and any power that you can add into this or that you believe uh goes on board okay like, uh, uncanny charisma oh awesome uh the magic. charming yeah oh, okay magic uh uncanny charisma charming why not all right plus three okay okay, okay 12. <laughs> they they kind of like stumble over each other and like like fling the door open and dot and zeke the door flings open and zeke you know you you almost you know, go for the draw kind of thing. And these three thugs come out and they, <laughs> you know, running down the, running down the street. And, uh, as you guys open, we, we, as the audience see the, the fire just kind of, you know, disappear mm -hmm. in, in Beltane's hand. And, uh, Beltane dot walks in with a, with a tall stranger a tall-ish stranger. Oh. Beltane tells these guys, get out before I call the dogs, and Dot just sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I feel like, as, like, the three are running away, Zeke sort of, like, tips his hat and just fellas. Like, <laughs> as they're just getting out of town. Dot just catches the door before it shuts, uh, steps in, puts the part down next to the door, and says, hey, Heavily. Bell. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Good evening, Miss Dot. Am I here to tailor your shirt overalls? Uh, not, not tonight, Belle. Um, uh, this here's Zeke. Uh, I was wondering if you could help us figure out a little puzzle. I love puzzles. Go on. Uh, it's more of a riddle, really, than it is a puzzle. Uh, what has long claws, leaves no tracks, and can kill a family in a matter of minutes? Well, depending on location and where in the world it happened. Well, let's say Wyoming. Close to Colorado. 
Hmm. Well, the Aswang haven't moved into that territory, so I don't think it's them. It could be one of the Canadian monsters or creatures that come from no. Yeah, we lost you. Yep. Audio went out. Was it during uh, winter, summer, fall, spring? Would have been during winter. Did you offend anyone? Not that I'm aware of. To be fair, I was about 10 years old at the time, so don't really know what to tell you. Any other siblings or just you? Just me. A real quick dot. Do you have any conversational weaknesses? How so? So like your eye for detail or anything as they're going along, what's the probability that you would blurt something out? Um, as they're going through monster. Good, there's a pretty good probability. Um, like I... Like the more that I think about it, uh, the more I feel like uh, her her particular brand of odd uh, would manifest as something like ADHD. Okay. Um, because her her weakness under one of these uh, things is sensory overload. Mm. Um, so I can see her getting distracted during a conversation, or like 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 yeah literally just blurting something out in the middle of a conversation. And as as the two of you are going along, Dot just blurts out vampire. I mean, roaming vampire, random crossing country or something. <laughs> just kind of comes out. Well, a vampire is possible. But... I would have thought about that as well, but See, there was a funny thing that happened to a lot of vampires about 20, 25 years ago now. And uh, most of them aren't on the board anymore. Not big players. No bite marks either. This would have been, uh, how do I put it, a thrill kill? Wouldn't have been necessarily feeding time. Yeah. Well, there so is a couple any creatures who uh, maybe don't drink with their body parts. I want to cut right there. <laughs> Lilith. What does Lilith do? Mob, vampire, you know, queen, when someone displeases her. Uh, it depends on how displeased and how far the uh, uh, insult went. Uh, well, anything from a good scare to uh, servitude to death. All right. How would let's say we from that as the pondering and we get that that you know chiseled cheekbone uh, uh, visage of Beltane kind of like, hmm, thinking, and we cut to what kind of horrible graphic thing do we see Lilith do to this this traitor, this this, this betrayer of, of the, uh, you know, vamp, 
of the queen. Uh, okay. Uh, how graphic am I allowed to get? <laughs> I whatever would Twitch it violate says you can. Twitch's terms of <laughs> service? Is she yeah, doing anything it, to? Pe- I'm gonna make it vague, violent. Um, All right. She would Perfect. make sure they could no longer talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would make sure that they will always remember what they did. And she's not gonna kill them, even at the point where they will be begging for death. Ah. All right. Okay. So we 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 do that sort of uh, uh, dark shadows kind of thing where we see this person like restrained, however, and we move across to just the shadow, and then you know we hear muffled, you know, and 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 we see does Lilith go beast form or 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 do we not? Um... Uh... No, just, it's just it's just her with a very cold, calculating face and awesome. a very lovely dress. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. And with Terrifying that scene, shadows on the wall mm-hmm, and then exactly. splatter. Yep. Yep. But uh, but because it's noir, it's like the shadows and then the blood is like black on the on the on the mm-hmm. gray wall. It's, and that's, uh, I think, a great place to do break. Right. Yeah, so we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon! And we're back! Hello, everybody! We have returned. Uh, Lilith is doing some horrible uh, boss queen shit. Zeke has revealed that, like, you know... Maybe his family was murdered by a slashy, stabby, undead, ghosty thingy. Who's to say? Other than GB. Take us away. All right. As we uh, ended the scene, splash against the wall. Uh, black, blackish. We know it's blood, but Noir looked black. Uh, and um, so where we're at, we, we've got... Um, We've got three of our four characters uh, together. Beltane, how do we get to, you know, your faraway look to vampire? Where does that conversation go next? I mean, you don't, you're not going to go, well, it could have been my friend. Why don't we go find them? Um, Mm -hmm. So... How does Beltane handle that? She kind of taps the table. Well, if it's you, if you think it's a vampire, I have some contacts. We could explore if you want. But finding this particular context is going to be a bit difficult. If that's okay with you, Miss Dot, Mr. Zeke. Said so context is going to be difficult? Contact. Contacts. Contacts. See, that's, um, that's kind of the thing. I haven't really had contacts on this before. I'm, um, 
You might have guessed. And he met, like motions to himself. I'm not exactly from around here. That's why I'm offering my services, Mr. Zico. And before we get in to conversations about helpfulness, I have to ask, what exactly are you? He smiles and kind of flicks the lock on his door closed and turns to Zeke and says, what are you? I'm a man who's trying to do right by my family. I've learned a thing or two throughout my many years that there are two different kinds of individuals in this world. There are monsters and then there are men. Now you, Mr. I'm assuming Hawthorne name was yes. on the shop. Bell, as I believe Dot called you before. I have a very serious question. Two, rather, depending on how you ask or how mm. you answer. One, are you a man or are you a monster? And two, how fast can you count? Fairly fast. My people are known for it. All right. Now answer the now answer the first of those two questions. Mr. Ezekiel, you need to understand that there's a third category to your question. Monsters are the things we both hunt. Things that fall from grace. Both of our people fall into that category. Man. Or supernatural. Monsters what we deem unworthy to exist in the world. I'm neither. I'm the third. So that would leave either you are the world or you are somehow removed. Now you're putting it. Now see, you have a different definition than what I do. Man, somebody who looks out for the common folk. Everybody else just trying to make it by. If you're willing to help me, to me, you're a man. But a monster, monster can be human, monster can be kinfolk, monster can be anything that you make it if they're doing you dirty. So I have a question that while you dodged answering, gives me a little bit of insight. Are you willing to help? Or do I got to show you who counts faster? Lansing to dot. Back to Zeke. If you invoke my help, then I will help. No, no, you're folk. You don't ever help without some kind of recompense. If I get you in a deal, you have to help. It's not a matter of question. So what can I offer you to, to assure your assistance? You help me find my contact. And I want the marble in your left pocket. We can talk about the marble at a different time. I like to play. What about you? I've been playing this game for over 3,000 years, my friend. And Zeke uh, 
like just sort of like shit tilts his head to the side is it just like of course they would uh and bell i think that um from your perspective you see like this faint glow around zeke as he just like you see it in slow-mo because your eyes are trained as like old fey but he's moving at like super speed as he just grabs the marble and flicks it towards you. Just catches it and holds it up. Cat's eye. And uh, Zeke says, so we got a deal or not? Find my contact and my help is yours. Me not. What are you doing during the exchange? Uh, she like sets, uh, or she like goes over to her, uh, printing part, uh, takes the butcher paper off and she like checks it to make sure that it wasn't injured in the fight. <laughs> uh, no, it, it seems to have weathered the storm, uh, without, uh, dent, ding, or, uh, even, a, a bit of tarnishment, um, though the the train car is not as uh, lucky. <laughs> nice. Um, she kind of stands up, brushes her hands off, and just sort of stands next to them like, well, I'm coming too. <laughs> like, she doesn't say that, but she, like, stands there like it's clear that she's coming along. <laughs> like, hands on her sides kind of thing? Yep. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Perfect. Well... I want to jump back and go to Lilith. And I I think, you know, we get a scene of something like her walking away. And you know how I had said we, we kind of want to do like a flashback? Mm -hmm. So for anybody who might be catching this series and not have seen our other stuff. Do you want to maybe give a, a little montage or some thoughts? Like maybe we see, you know, Lilith walking a ha the halls back to a, 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 a lavish room or a bedroom or the an office or something. And she's walking back and maybe we get a, you know, a, a kind of a look into Lilith's past. Is there things that you want to tell the audience that that Lilith even thinking about, you know? Um, like how far do we want to go into the past? Like the last 20 years, what she's been up to? Uh, or... That would be great. Or even uh, a little little bit of I, I want to hear that. But if like snippets of her origin story. Yeah, just just some pieces that like why Beltane is you know her thing, or uh, just any kind of a connection like between her and Beltane, mm -hmm. and yeah, the the last twenty years. So maybe maybe start with the loss of Beltane, mm -hmm. and then and then maybe give us a, some flashes of things. There, as she's walking through the hallways of her castle that's been quite 
uh, refurbished on the inside. There's now electricity and, you know, indoor plumbing. Mm. Um, it's, um, we kind of go through a hallway that has various thin columns. And every time she passes one, uh, you see her now and then you see her dressed differently back in uh, early um, 1820s clothes. Then she passes again and you see her uh, in later like mid 18, uh, 1800s clothes, all prim and proper. Then those same clothes, but torn and burn at the edges. Then um, turn of the century clothes, the 1910s, 1920s, um, but then it stops and she goes back to a mid-1800s clothes. It's not a prim perfect dress, it's a uh, stained with suit and um, burned at the edges and there's blood on it and her hair's wild and her eyes look wild. Um, and the background changes to a burning building behind her. And there's her, and then there's another figure that comes up, a uh, much taller figure, dark uh, brown skin, long flowing orange hair, and they have this conversation. And at the end, you see them shake hands. And then it starts flashing to memories of them kind of like working together, starting a sort of business that uh, mixes the human and the supernatural world. Um, and again, her throughout the ages changing and closing in hairstyles and them changing with her. And eventually you see that these two, there's like a bit of a fuzziness to some memories, like time has changed and like some, something has happened to those memories that they've changed from the original ones and it's a different it's the same man but different look uh what used to be blue skin and short brown uh, black hair that he turned eventually into is still in the wild orangey hair uh, and you see them laughing together and um just being very close and you see that at one point they were actually very much in love and together. Um, and then there's flashes to a time where she shouldn't have been. 1300s, different clothing, different uh, supernatural creatures trying to find someone, the feeling of loss. And then it snaps back into the 20s. This man is no longer by her side. There's a feeling of emptiness. There's a feeling of loss. Everything she's worked for, gone. And then there's a feeling of cold, of stealing yourself and taking everything she has, hiding it away and rebuilding on top of that. Re returning to what she thinks is going to set her on the right path, fixing things. You see her in front of other vampires that look definitely very um, 
injured, even though they're vampires, something definitely happened in their life. And talking to them, some uh, oppose whatever she is saying. There's no, you can't really hear what they're saying. Um, others agree. Um, the ones that oppose try to take up arms against her, but she has her own people. And eventually she steps and sits on this very, uh, not lavish to the point where it's Scotty, but it's a round table full of chairs and there's one head chair and she sits down and then a few others sit down with her and she starts making plans, building up what was the vampire council. She's not the head of it. She now is the vampire council. She has the top power there. Everybody else is... Uh, answering to her. Uh, she's still hiding away. This castle is no longer in a city. Um, it's not in a place where it's urban. It is through a long trek through the woods, hidden by um, by trees and um, off the path. There's no direct road to it. And then we come back to her walking down this hallway again. The same the sound comes back and you hear the clicking of heels through the hallway and then her giving an order and giving a paper to someone. Nice. Nice. When the, when the, uh, when the costumes that were changing and stuff, did, did she still maintain the blood red lips? Like yeah, that was the one throughout? thing that always stayed. Perfect. I just that was that was the image I was getting through it too because you've always kind of said that. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, was there anything? Uh, did we get a glimpse of what happened in New Orleans and the the fire there and um, the the through it? I I think through the memories of her through her time and especially in the twenties. You would see memories of her with Hazel, with Harker, with okay. Beltane, and them together on the train, then to the party, then fire, and people screaming, and stakes being thrown, and just chaos. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I like, I like where that's headed. Um, hmm. All right. With... Uh, I don't want to keep the party separate, but at this point, I think it's too soon for you guys to just be back together. What do you all think? That's fine. You got an hour to work with. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, this is episode one, BB. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so... Uh, with with that kind of giving us a, a better image of of who and what Lilith is, um, let's uh, go back to the. I think it would be, you know, settled down. Uh, do you guys, Beltane, are you, you know, offering to let them stay? Dot, you probably have your own place. You guys split up for the night. Is Zeke, do you find a, a flop house? What's uh? How, how would how would the evening? How would we begin the next day? He's not gonna bother paying for a place to stay when there are all these <laughs> homes without residents. Just go break off a lock. Well, let himself in. It's not gonna have lights. Probably won't have running water. But like, 
those are amenities. Those are creature comforts that he can live without. He's fine. I, uh, for for like rule of cool uh, mm-hmm. here, I want to say that he happens to uh, crack open the the house that uh, the apartment. Uh, the office that happens to be right next to the uh, now defunct Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Oh yeah, lawyer <laughs> for sure. He sees like like big layer of dust on the window that says R. Harker, and but like he he just looks at it, and then he just like punches through the glass like. <laughs> like undoes it, looks around. There's still some bottle of booze. Like, from Harker having lived there during her binging phase. So, like, he just, like, <laughs> takes a sniff, takes a sip. Yeah, it probably could taste better, but he's not going to stop. There's lipstick on the, uh, on, on the, everything. Uh, the Yeah, <laughs> On everything. There's <laughs> lipstick everywhere. Everywhere. Lipstick <laughs> in a pentagram on the wall. Well, I do, I do want to say that... There is the pentagram on the desk. So. I do want to say that, that we kind of, you know, that's kind of sort of covered. It's barely seeable for us. And then as Zeke turns, the, the pentagram goes... And it just, it just for a second, you know, kind of lights up. And then we see Zeke like lump out on the on the couch with which has boop, Harker boop. dents. Yeah, yeah. Has Harker sized dents, and so Zeke now is like making new dents in the. In if the he couch. saw that there was people sized dents, unless they have like a weird layer of Velcro, just flip the cushions over. <laughs> But although with Harker, I feel like there's still Harker-shaped dents. Like, she had already flipped the couch over. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. That's that's our our, 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 our beautiful... Sleeping at Harker's place. I, I love the the fan service to the first season. So, yeah, those are, those are our Easter eggs. Um... I, I have a question. Sure. Um... Were, were there landlines uh, in the 1940s? Yes. Like, okay. Like, so, like, the, the little, like, uh, spin dial phones. Did we have press the, button phones yet? No, it, it, they're, they're the rotary kind okay. in by the 40s. You also had the, um, I wanted to say Morris code maker. Yeah. The uh, operator. The, the telegram. You had oh, telegram right. still. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But like, um, TV was just starting to be a thing, so like, yeah. the phone made sense still. It Black was a one-piece phone, not a two-piecer. Right. So exactly. So when Dot gets home, uh, like she like rolls the part uh, behind her couch. She's got like a little hole in the wall apartment. You know, like that apartment in Ratatouille where he has yeah. to like drag his like his, his fucking bike in and like hide it somewhere behind the door. Um, yeah, she's got like one of those like really slim apartments. Um, she she kind of like comes in um, and just sort of sighs. Uh, she's been told to call her mom when she gets home. Uh, uh, so she goes to her phone, you know, and like, you know, dials in the number and like put like puts it up to her ear and she goes, uh, hey, mom. Uh, no, no, actually, I'm not home. Uh, yeah, uh, this jackass is trying to like 
push me for a higher price. I'm, it, I'm going to be out here for like at least a few more weeks. Yeah. No, I'll let you know when I get home. Okay. Yes, I know. Yes, I know, Mom. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love you too. Goodbye. Uh, click. Uh, and she goes and she like lies down on, and she like pulls down her, her, her bed. <gasps> Murphy bed. It's, yeah. the, it's the spring loaded, like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. The, the Murphy uh, bed. Yeah. And then she just like flops into it with her clothes still on. Uh, and then she like takes out the silver locket and she just sort of starts fiddling it with it for a little bit. And she sighs and then rolls over and goes to sleep. Are we, are we to assume that, that she has, has been away for a while or that, that she is renting this apartment while here? Well, she, she had, like, she grew up fairly sheltered with a very, like, worried mother. Mm. Um, and she has recently moved out. Um, oh, okay. So, like, she, she's still kind of helicoptering as much as mm -hmm. she can in the 40s. But she yeah. is an adult woman that's, like, you know, doing her own thing now. Um, mm. But, like, oh, she's a woman living alone. <laughs> like, you know, so, like, it, it's, it's all kinds of, <laughs> she's all kinds of uh, a nervous wreck about that. Now, do you, do you live in the, does your mother live in another even city and you live here with your dad? Um, I want to say that, sure, sure. Yeah. Like maybe her mother lives in a completely different city okay. um, and she is closer to her dad now. She doesn't know that. Okay. She has no idea who her dad is. Okay. Awesome. That was a detail that I did indeed miss. Okay, good. good and good. she pays her own rent and everything. She's, a, she's an individual. She's <laughs> on her own. She's making it, baby. Woo! Now, is she old enough to where she went to work, like, during the war? Yeah. Well, she, so. like... I, I think that she was like she started working like maybe a little bit too early, mm -hmm. uh, like because of the war, and then she just never stopped. Like, got it. Yeah, she's she's a, a whole ass adult now, but like she started <laughs> working because of the war, uh, and she like probably started off by you know like screwing the tops onto bombs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like now she's like actually pursuing her passion, which got is it. you know repairing the uh, the printing press. Nice, nice. Uh, love it. Okay. Um, Zeke, we already kind of saw, no, we haven't. Have, have we seen your, see, it, it, today was such a long day. We so packed so much he, in. Did, I haven't necessarily gone into my flashback. Okay. Um, but the flashback that Zeke has, I imagine, Look, when you when you dream after you've had some drinks, they're not always the best dreams. Um, okay. So it is uh, Zeke having a dream about coming home uh, and his mother calling him by his name, Ezekiel, and, like having dinner with his family. It's very simple. He grew out in the West-ish area, not like Pacific Northwest, but like western still with like again sort of like colorado wyoming area if anything you probably grew up like closer to denver um 
but like out near uh out near that area it's winter time he went out uh came home like went out with his dad came home he was having a nice time and his parents like go from like being really like yeah haha like we're just raising our our young son out in the wilderness oh we're teaching him like how to chop firewood and stuff look how great our son is to being very nervous very scared um and there you is know if i can yeah jump in and interject yeah, yeah. so i want to say you know the, the wind picks up outside and the windows rattle and the mom and dad are kind of you know, like wary. the fire like flickers yeah. down the, for a yeah, little in bit the, in the fireplace. Yeah, you know, it goes. There's all no, wobbly. there's no. So, um, what is it? Uh, flume, flume, flume. There's no flume to like keep the wind mm -hmm. out or like anything yep. like that. So like the fire just like whew, like dies down a little bit, and like that's when they oh. get nervous. Um, so they move the bed away, and there's a trap door underneath the bed. And they open it and they tell him to get in and it closes his eyes and to count to six. And if he counts to six to look up and if he can look up and the coast is clear to go find help. Mm. If, if like all things go poorly, if he counts to six and nothing's happened, his parents will be there for him. So right. he is, yeah. So like he gets in, um, hears the door open, hears one, two, three, four, five, and he never hears the sixth one. So he goes to look up because it's happened so frequently, and he sees, he like meets eyes with his mom. His mom's not moving. Um, and like, it's him like recognize, like seeing that his family is no longer. And there is just a thing. He was too young when he saw it. He doesn't know what it is, but he can just sort of like hear this old creaking of, as he described it earlier, uh, a body well past its expiration he recognizes that this is like some sort of undead thing but like one it's a dream memory of when he was 10 and he's pushing 45 easy uh i want to say we almost kind of hear a a a sultry woman's voice but it's a whisper and it's not coming from the creature but it's like the aura of the creature is speaking perfect yes and when he feels like in this dream the bed lifts and there is just like the face of utter hell staring back at him it is not he like there's no way to describe it outside of a 10 year old it's not human it's not other but it's there 
and he knows that it has shape. And right as it opens up, like right as it's like lifting up the bed and can see him under, he wakes up. And the scene of him waking up is he jolts awake, but his pistol is already drawn and it's going like directly out in front of him. <laughs> and he just sits there and like his hand shakes a little bit, but not out of nerves. It looks like it has almost like a echo effect of a rubber band reaching the end of your finger and then snapping back and sort of wobbling that is his hand on this pistol the shaking sort of subsides and it is he drew it too damn fast <laughs> nice um from there let's uh let's see the morning for beltane does beltane have to shave No, he uses not to have a beard, so he doesn't grow one. All right. What kind of mundane uh, prep things does does Beltane do? Lint brush his clothes or, or you know, shine shoes or, or, or something? Uh, he actually makes breakfast for all the denizens that live in his flat and shop, whether they be shadow, wraith, otherworldly. He just kind of makes them breakfast. He talks to his daughter when he, she comes in, makes her breakfast, tells her to be good, don't burn down the library. He knows she doesn't like the other librarians, but she can't burn down the library again. <laughs> Even if there's a Nazi gnome in it. Um, yeah. It didn't go over well in Alexandria. It didn't go over Did well Did you burn either. Alexandria? <laughs> Uh, is that why Beltane's sad about it all the time? Just like, I, fuck, that was they, my bad. You watch, you watch the the past episodes, or answer it in Knights of the Courtyard. Also, too, real quick, uh, we had a. Did we have a a thing? Uh, we sub? did Kirkland 03. Thank you so much for the sub, GB. What happens when people sub on this channel? When people sub or. Uh, hey, follow when I'm here. I take this mall and I hit that guy in the face. Oh, that was muted. Here, give me a second one. There oh, God. Go. There we go. Look, we just need to get like a, a boom mic and, and studio <laughs> level dampening. We can turn this into a soundbite, but we're going to need a team of like four people. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so yeah i just wanted to uh, make sure that happened okay so um i i saw it earlier and i forgot to say something um so beltane uh you're you've got do do you have an apron over top of your suit yeah uh, he wears you're... a nice apron <laughs> he's already got his collar pinned up wearing his vest he's adapted to the 40s quite well nice Nice. A Dapper Dan man. Um, okay. Uh, so as, uh, you know, you're uh, doing the breakfast or whatever and you're, uh, you're uh, you know, uh, stirring some crepe or whatever it is that you happen to be making for everyone this morning, um, we kind of get stuck hyp hypnotically into the swish, 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 swish. What 
what do we find out about Beltane? We have that little bit of, of, of exposition, the, the flashbacks or, or what, what is important to Beltane part of this story that, that we need to know backstory-wise? Um, he's much different than he was from the 1920s version of him. Somebody came back to him in the 1300s and told him of what happened, what would happen, and how it could happen. He's not particularly on good terms with King Arthur, but he knows of him and keeps tabs on him every now and then. He, keeps, he kept tabs on a very sweet little werewolf dog that he fallen in love with and made sure they were comfortable. But when he tried to keep tabs on Lilith, he lost track of her. So when he came to the 1940s, through all that, he made sure that Oberon didn't kill his daughter. He made sure that he became a head figure in the Fey courts and changed up the order. And after all of that, he kind of just said, I'm bored and left and gave all the powers over to his siblings. and into the material world and started up a tailor shop looking for Lilith once more with his daughter. And and that's only been like a year or so. Yes. That that we've entered this uh, a universe uh, timeline or, or such. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um do we get any of the any of the the glimpses of you know the the past or has has have they kind of shut themselves out from like when they became the world tree when um uh when you know alexandria burning your first love any of that kind of stuff from from beltane's past do we get any of that in this in this iteration or is that the important stuff that that the cut has been made that, you know, you, you made the choice to change things to, you know, save your daughter and now find Lilith. Um, all of it stayed the same up until he was intercepted in the 1300s. He okay. saw the Library of Alexandria burn, his first love, getting to know people through the Middle East, Greece, uh, seeing civilization bloom, Establishing old world religions through fey worship, understanding stories on their past. But once the 1300s hit with uh, Edward the Black, King Edward the Black uh, set in, it shifted to a point where the previous Beltane ceased to exist and this new Beltane has come into existence. Like mm -hmm. that fine line has been scrubbed and he's okay. come into this existence where his daughter's alive, where he's a bit more wildly, he's a bit more mischievous, less cautious. He's a bit more willing to do things that will get things done. Okay. And and for, for audience folk out there, people watching, uh, because we changed systems, we had to tweak and make some changes and stuff in, in things people could do and whatnot. So I, I really wanted to see kind of story-wise what they brought with them forward into the, this, uh, this existence. Um, 
All right. Where are we at? Okay. Um, so uh, morning comes. We've getting these, the three of them getting together, you know, their, uh, you know, uh, their little flashbacks. And we see them meeting um, outside the tailor shop. What do you do? I feel like uh, Zeke is the kind of person where, like, he would either show up with a cup of coffee or he would, like, show up with the stuff to make coffee and be like, can I use your kitchen? Like, okay, we'll give you a look, take your stuff and give you a proper cup. We don't use that in this house. Like, it's like his, like, I, I imagine it's like a metal cup. I was just going to say the old tin press yep, cups. Just an old tin press cup and like you replace it with like a ceramic mug. <laughs> he just sort of looks at it like this has no utility. This will break in the first week on the road. Um, but yeah, so I feel like when they all meet, like coffee is made. If anyone else is a coffee drinker, he like this is quote unquote cowboy coffee. Like it is burnt <laughs> Uh, it is strong. Uh, in the words of your grandpa, it'll put some hair on your chest. <laughs> and Dot shows up. Um, she is well outfitted. Uh, she brought her monster book with her. Um, she's got a tool case. Um, and she's got, uh, some, like, some good old-fashioned luggage. Um... Like, I want to say that it's, like, a really frilly, like, carpet bag um, <laughs> with, like, flowers and stuff. It was a hand-me-down from her mom. Um, and she she shows up and, like, gladly accepts the coffee um, and is, like, kind of listening to everybody, like, you know, making plans for, like, travel for the day. Uh, and she, like, takes a hearty gulp. Uh, and then she just, like, almost spits it out. And then she's kind of, like, very politely just sort of, like, <laughs> back into the mug. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. All right. So you so, said we got to find one of your contacts that you lost track of. Yes. Well, how are we supposed to go about doing that? Do you have any leads whatsoever? What they look like, a name? super helpful in situations like this especially if it's like a real name and not like oh they go by the mouse or something like that and then like i have to track down 50 people who go by the mouse who goes by the mouse uh, one guy named walt i ran across a while back there's only one <laughs> the mouse and you do not fuck with him <laughs> Well, I will need you to promise me something, and I will hold you to it. I won't make any promises, but I'll do my best to abide so long as it's possible. You, when we find my contact, you will not harm them. You will not maim them. You will treat them with respect. On one condition, Mr. Bell. Yes. So long as they aren't the ones that killed my mo <laughs> that killed my mama and pappy. Uh, 
the ancient laws asked me to agree with you, so fine. Caveat accepted. He puts his hand, like, spits in his palm and reaches out. I don't want that. I don't want any of that. You've ruined my coffee maker this morning. I do not want your dirty hand. Shrugs. Like, just slides it down the side of his pant leg. And goes back to drinking his incredibly burnt coffee. Well, their name is Lilith. They're a fairly petite woman. Uh, black hair, beautiful eyes, lips that could leave a mark or two. There is a grimace on Zeke's face that just continues to get wider as you as you describe Lilith this way. Um, and he says, my reuniting lost lovers are helping you find somebody who might have a know-how. Why can't it be both, Mr. Ezekiel? Uh, when you guys start talking about Lilith, uh, Dot's eyebrows sort of raise and she like opens up her book and she starts flipping through it. Um, and she comes to a page that has like a, uh, a terrifying beast um, with bat-like qualities, but, like, is large and, like, imposing. Where was the last place you saw this Lilith figure? 1338, England. Incredibly helpful. You asked. I gave you the honest Nina answer. Maria or Santa Pita or whatever they were. Like, which did she come over here? Um, I'm not exactly. No, she came on one of the French ships, I think, in the early 1900s. Yeah, all those three that I mentioned. So she's here. I hope. If not, then I have to go to France. And I don't want to go there. I like why. I've been France. to Paris, Texas, and it was not impressive. I don't need to go to Paris, France. Why did you go to Paris, Texas? It was on the way. Have you ever taken the railway before? Several times. You ever been to the one that stops through Texas? It's cheap as hell. No, I ride first class. Well... I could say one of us has been on a train and one of us had an experience that didn't want to actively kill them. Don't touch my coffee maker. That is um, fine with me. Can't make a cup of coffee worth the shit anyways. And he just sips his burnt ass coffee that he ruined your coffee maker making. <laughs> like it is clear this guy has no clue how to use one of these quote unquote newfangled things yeah so so basically it's a it's a big dish up top with holes punched through it that you pour the coffee in and then the water percolates up through it and there's a little thing that's on top wild you could, you could you could see it percolate and you're used to like having <laughs> basically a tin 
nothing more than a watering can that you huck coffee into. Yeah. And boil and then pour the grit. <laughs> like, I, if Sludge. anything, I need two cups to make a pot of coffee. Yeah. That's about it. One where the one where the sediment goes to, and the other where the <laughs> actual like drinkable su- drinkable sludge goes to. All right. Halfway through the conversation, Doc goes uh. over to the coffee maker and starts fixing it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah, as, uh, Kirkland in chat posted coffee that you can stand a horseshoe up in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I had a roommate who made coffee like that. It was a way to wake up. Yeah. There's, there's duct tape on your coffee maker now, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you, you guys discussing 1338, uh, Paris, Texas, back and forth, fixed coffee. What does Lilith do with her day? I mean, what's a normal business day for Lilith? Uh, she works. Uh, she is balancing both the vampiric business that she has and the more... Uh, human business um, because she does still have her ties into the mob uh, world and she's still considered one of the mob bosses in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is uh, balancing the two. Uh, it is a lot of people that she's talking to, a lot of paperwork. She does not have time to like not work. What, uh, currently, what is, uh, Lilith's biggest, you know, either vampire court or, uh, human realm, uh, problem? Uh, her, like, biggest problem, I feel like it always, uh, ends up being the vampire court because she has to deal with so many supernaturals that are immortal and that she just finds annoying. Mm. Some of them are okay. Others are annoying. But it's very much like a lot of missives of like, well, this vampire is asking for this. Well, this vampire is asking for that. Well, this vampire, like this person, this person, this person, this person. Kind of like sending like when a uh, when royalty have court and people start asking them for things mm, and permissions to do things, it's kind of like that, but more paperwork like than people actually coming to her. There's God. not many people that actually. All the people that she works with live here. Mm. They don't go in and out unless they are assigned to do that specifically. And and how do how. Do you connect with the outside world then? Is it all by phone or by, you know, dispatch, messengers, telegraphs? Uh, It is a mixture of all of that. Okay. Uh, uh, By messenger, letter, phone, uh, telegram. Mm -hmm. It is a mixture of all of that depending on the person and which side she's working with. Nice. Um, do you still have business connections with Biggie? Oh yeah. Okay. So so Biggie is still within uh, within your your circle. Have yeah. you have you usurped Biggie's business? I mean, is his business 
like your business, but you kind of left him in charge? Um, kind of like she kind of uh integrated him into her business, but okay. it's his own branch. Like he's oh, branch okay. manager. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. So um now I, that I just imagined a dog with a branch in its mouth. That's branch manager. <laughs> branch manager. <laughs> Another dog comes along and grabs the other end of the branch. That's the assistant branch manager. <laughs> assistant to the regional branch manager. <laughs> manager. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yes biggie is the branch manager <laughs> oh that's just so good all right um so all right and yet dot has no idea that biggie's here and or her dad yeah no uh she has some uh she's got some mystery ancestry on that uh side okay like, as far as she knows right. it's always just been her and her ma got it all right Good, good. Okay, so um, let me think. Belting would know who Biggie is. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Lilith, with the um, so what's your what today's thing that's coming across your desk? Uh, makes you remember, um. Uh, oh my god, I blanked on her name. What was uh, your first character's name, Stephen? Hazel. Hazel. I'm like, Hazel. Harker. No, it's not well, Harker. The other Hazel. H1. H- yeah, the other H- Harker. Hazel. Hazel. We were sisters. Instead of Rue. Instead of Rue. Rue the day. Okay. Um. So, you have a moment where you're thinking about about Hazel because... This thing comes in and you're like, oh my goodness, baby vampires. Um, you've been having, you 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 know, they, bodies have been turning up, ensanguinated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your, your, your bidding to take care of this issue? Um... It is to track down who's doing it and bring forth them and their sire, because mm-hmm. I, I am, to my knowledge, to stop the careless creation of of spawn vampire spawn vampire babies. Mm-hmm. She has put in a rule that for a certain number of years, their sire is responsible for anything the uh, vampire baby does. So All anything right. that they do falls on their head. Okay, and so you learn from you, your own mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she uh, uh, does she do that like in writing? Do we see her scrawl that kind of thing out, or does she extol it like you know, bring me their sire, you know, bring me um, X and their sire? Or she would contact one of the people that she knows that goes into town a lot and okay. say. Um, Bring in Biggie and his and his guys, his boys. I need to know who those uh, vampire spawnets. I need them here with their sire now. Okay, and as uh, and as you know, that that person begins to cross the is is your your office like opulent or functional is it like a big marble floor and you know like um, like 
dual fireplaces or how do you see the uh opulent it's very nice Mm -hmm. uh and obviously someone with wealth uh uses this office um they've decorated it by hand um it's not gaudy it's not uh extensive but it has very intricate details that add to kind of like the overall look of it just like dark wood uh of really nice matching kind of like cabinets or like uh vampire kind of like library not vampire uh library walls mm-hmm. um and um no windows uh she doesn't burn in sunlight but it bothers her she doesn't like it Mm. Uh, one fireplace. She doesn't want too much fire in here. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's very organized. Mm. Very organized. There's not one thing out of place. And so as we see this person crossing the floor towards the the exit and the the shadows flicker and and from our perspective, it's mostly like like black and white in here. Um, we see that you, you, you know, okay, this is, goes to the outbox kind of thing. And the next page down, the next page down is again, more bodies found. These bodies emaciated, old, like weathered, like they'd been dead for a long time. And this comes from someone like that you've got paid off in the police department who mm-hmm. is aware of supernatural. Basically, yeah, it would so, have been would have been like a Harker. Yeah. Uh, pre. I get the supernatural cases. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like maybe one of Harker's like old like partners. Yeah. yeah. It's me, Blue. I was Red's <laughs> rival at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she definitely will have a contact in the police department where any, uh, strange cases, uh, the information would go straight to her. Uh, and you see her kind of flip, uh, to that page and just, like, a quirk dive around a look of confusion. And there's just kind of, she starts, she picks a, a pen from like a a pen holder Mm -hmm. and she starts underlining and circling and seeing where the descriptors are that she needs to look for and seeing if there's anything else that matches it from past cases or anything that she can like compare it to okay um Okay, we'll come back to that. The uh, the crew at the uh, tailor shop. What's your move? If Beltane has given uh, Zeke everything that he can, Zeke's just going to go out and start asking questions. <laughs> but like... He can spot a goblin newsie from a real newsie. And it's one of those, like, yeah, I'll buy a paper. By the way, cut the shit. <laughs> Where's okay. the list? So, Where is she? So, so to... He's browbeating, like, yeah, 110%. So, 
So we got to set the scene because, again, you know, we, we've been playing this a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a, a young boy in wool trousers, you know, suspenders, a big, thick wool coat because it's winter. He's got his newsy cap on and he's, you know, paper, paper, just a nickel. Hey, sir, it's cold nickel paper, and, you know, kind of thing. I'll give you 10 but, cents. How about that? But, but then we see... He's actually a goblin standing there on the on the on the corner, you know. It's called nickel. Give me a nickel. Give me a goddamn nickel for the paper, you son of a bitch. And, and I might not give you a whole dime and you answer a couple questions. What? Sure. And he Zeke gets you. down real low and tilts up his hat and makes direct eye contact with this goblin. And, and? tilts the hat back down a little bit. And isn't that one of his powers? Uh, yeah, that he's fearsome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, no, this is just him. Uh, so one of my power tags is cowboy hat, and the other power tag is fearsome. All right. Just moving the cowboy hat in a fearsome way count as <laughs> both of these. All right. Um, then I guess roll plus two power. Okay. Uh, that is going to be for a total of nine. All right. Which is one success, but not two. Uh, and I okay. feel like Zeke says, all right, I'm going to need you to cut the shit real fast and tell me exactly what I need to know. Because first off, have you ever heard about anybody being the fastest draw in the West before? Yeah, I've read those books. All right, I want to let you know, those books are about me. If you fuck this up right now, I'm going to show you who's the fastest draw in the East. How about that? Now, I have two questions for you. One, do you know where a Lilith is? And two, do you know what a Lilith is? Nobody's really explained to me a whole lot about this, but I'm doing my best, so try not to make me look like a fool. So, and, and to the rest of the world, this is a cowboy parading like an eight-year-old I am eye level with them, but I, I am speaking in a slight tone to a yeah, but child. You're, you're scary as shit. Oh, yeah. You're I am a cowboy in the city, and cowboy in city in 1940 does not need to be there. Yes, and so... Something is running ear interference from, like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Don't, don't look. Private okay. investigator. I came from Dewey Cheatham and Howes. Hell, exactly. <laughs> My name exactly. is R. Harker. I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, like, Dot comes up to him and she's like, Jesus, Tex. Like, Not Texas. You, anywhere you but there. Hear... <laughs> you hear subtlety? This is being subtle. If it you wanted wrong. to me be, if you wanted for me to be over, you'd have smelled the saltpeter by now. <laughs> All right, I don't know what the hell saltpeter is, but I. It's don't what know makes guns go it. boom. So you're gonna answer the question or not? Okay. All right. Come on now. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, now, a little boy no, is like, like hands up and around you guys. I want to say that Dot actually knows this guy. She's okay. Like, hey, hey, Frank, just just answer his questions. That's the quickest way to get rid of him. Okay, so, I don't know, like, 20 years ago, there used to be, like, a mob boss or something. Her name was Lilith. But, uh, you know, nobody's seen or heard of her in 
before my time. Does she have any huh. friends, establishments, places that she would frequent? Well, so would have been my cousin's my cousin's brother's niece. No. Anyway, it, she used to work up in a big house. Up, uh, you know, and he gives you directions on how to get to Lilith's old mansion. Um, Beltane, of course, you know where that is and, and such. Mm -hmm. um, Dot writes it down. Okay. Zeke will flick a, flick a dime, a very small coin high up in the air, and then while Goblin is like looking at dime coming down, just snatch the paper out of his hand. <laughs> Ting! The dime goes and it rolls along. Like and storm it, drain. <laughs> like exactly. Gone. Ready. And then through the, like, it weevils its way through snow and then drops in and you hear a cold splash. Little goblin squint and then kicks a snowball and walks to a different corner. Got, like, Peers over his shoulder briefly, and she's like, "Amateurs, get a load of those margins." What's a margin? Is that like where you like keep oh, well, like, like fruits the, uh... inside of a sugary syrup over an extended no, no, no. period it, of time? It's, 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 it's like the spaces on the sides where there isn't any text. Like, see here, let me show you. And like, grabs it and starts explaining in detail, like typeface and fucking kerning and shit. Now, Beltane, did you drive here to find an Uzi? Yeah. He okay. took his car and took uh, Zeke and Dot with him. Okay. So the car has been running this whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, uh, Zeke does not like cars. <laughs> Weird. That's about <laughs> it. Like, they go too fast. He's not here for it. Like, he's used to things back west where everyone takes it a little slow, you know? prefer a horse and car a horse and car a horse and cars yes <laughs> i'm doing my best here guys uh zeke would but like he understands that time is of the essence and there's a big house on the hill that they last saw mob boss in 20 years ago so there's either a corpse or a story either way it'll tell him something <laughs> he needs to know all right so uh yeah we beltane what does uh what does your new b b, b, b look like and it's name and everything still, yeah uh he still keeps to the classic he finds he still likes those classic cars so it's something out of the 1930s particularly uh say 1938's very nice classic uh, sports car that fits for people just nice and it has a sleek black exterior, very nice chrome trim, and very nice leather hand seats. And it's uh, it's one of the newer ones that have managed to put in the heating system. Ah, nice, nice. Okay, yeah, which is which is like, uh, <laughs> so it's like a set of uh, of baffles that open and just let heat pour in from the engine compartment yeah, basically yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I i love it um i my first jeep had that um so uh you drive uh we see we're driving up and we see the uh old uh lilith estate 
Lilith, what uh, what has become of the estate now that uh, you are not there? Has she sold it off? Has she kept it as a memento? It's still there. And uh, despite the time, it doesn't look like deteriorated. It looks fairly well taken care of still. Um, if you go inside, there's no people. There's no uh, for, there's no really furniture or anything left, but it's clean. Okay. Um, so you guys uh, pull up and Beltane, of course, you know, full wrought iron fence all the way around. What do you do? I need you to open that gate for me. Yeah, Zeke will do it. He's, he has no problem touching iron, being around iron. Like, that's just the mines. Like, if anything, there's, like, trauma there, but not for being able to touch it. And just, like, shoots the lock off. I, I feel like Dot, like, puts down her toolbox and starts digging through it to, like, find something to pick the lock, and then just bang! And she's like... Well, okay, I guess that's one way of doing it. She, like, puts her shit away. I do like the image of it. She sets this down and starts opening it up and, you know, just like, meh. Don't even see her. Okay. Um, yeah, he'll excellent. throw open the gates and then, like, you see him make, like, a, like, waving motion with his arms and he bows like he's a house servant to let the car in. All right. Uh, you chuckles to under... himself that the wards aren't strong enough. <laughs> pull up <laughs> under the portico. Um, I would say that, yeah, you, um, cause you, uh, Zeke has no, no fey blood or anything. None. Right? No, he's yeah, a yeah, human yeah. who saw too much yeah. too early. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. And you. I don't even know, would Zeke be aware that the, the fence was a ward? I think that he's aware of the sentiment that okay. Iron keeps Fey out. Okay. But in his mind, that's not a solid ward. A solid ward requires, like, call and answer. It requires nails being put into <laughs> jars buried underneath the perimeter of the house. Like, uh, like there is, like, so... like an iron gate like after this dude told me like i am beyond a reason like i need you to open the door for me be like oh okay sure yeah you're yeah. just a haint like yeah the the old cowboy you gotta lay a lasso around yourself when you sleep outside so snakes don't crawl exactly over you know, those, you know, are, those are real those are real wards okay gotcha um okay uh so you get under the portico and uh, you you walk to the door. Now everything's clean. Uh, Lilith has the have the sidewalks been shoveled and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And if, um, if they walk in and go to the back, the garden is beautiful. Okay. There's a big in, in ash winter. tree. In winter. In though. winter. Okay. So, okay. Okay. There's it's still well taken care of it's trimmed and 
the okay. few plants that should grow in winter are there and they're blooming beautifully. Okay. Are the walks like uh, shoveled? Yeah, she said, yeah. They, so it's all been, um, so as you guys approach, um, you know, the house seems like someone's taking care of it, but they see no one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you guys do? Don't bother to take my boots off. That's not happening. Just strut on in. Okay, so you go to the door. Is it locked, Lilith? Yeah. Yeah. Door's locked. He knocks first. No answer. How sturdy would you say your door is? Like, would oh, it survive? Would it survive like a very well-meaning boot? I'm oh yeah, sure. it's a, yeah. it's a sturdy, thick door. Yeah, this was a mobster house. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, that point, um, unless Dot, Dot or Beltane can like pull out some lockpicks, <laughs> he's gonna go start looking for ground floor windows that don't look too difficult to break <laughs> in or climb through. Dot, do you offer? Um, you say like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, she'll. She'll say, uh, put the gun away, Spurs. Uh, and she'll, like, she's she's managed to get her lock picks out in this time. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not going to roll for it. I think this is, uh, unless there's some kind of ward or magic lock or something, Lilith, um, we're just going to say she gets in. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She she does like do a low whistle and like comment on like the model of the lock and she's all like this is a this is a pretty good one it'll withstand a hacksaw for at least 5 minutes. <laughs> all right. And the doors open and again everything's clean. Lilith. <laughs> Hello oh, yes. Lilith. Thank you. For inviting us in, I mean, we just broke into our house. It's fine. I feel like if if Bell's like somebody needs to invite me in, Zeke takes like three steps in and just would you like to come into my abode? You have permission. It's, it's not your abode. As I don't walks see in. anyone here telling you, you otherwise. That's Squ not how it works. Squatters rats. It most certainly is. And it, no. And so, I'm not arguing uh, the old laws with you. So, Lilith, is there anything left behind here that they could find, or would they find first, and then a could they find? Like, are there paintings of you still above the mantles, or anything um... like that? I would say so. There's still a a portrait of her uh, from the 20s. Um, it's it's still painted, even though photography was a thing back then. Uh, it's just her sitting uh, sit, sitting for a portrait in a very nice chair. Um, and then there is on the other walls there is a portrait of what you think might be her uh but it's from the back 
um, and uh, a taller gentleman, and they're standing in front of open doors that lead to a very lavish garden, probably in the spring. Hmm. All right. Um, did you guys, uh, when you entered, did you close the door behind you? I feel like Zeke would have. Like, because okay. to him, this house is his now until anybody says otherwise. <laughs> if somebody wants to come in, they got to ask him. Mm, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, so you close the door, Dot. You you carry in your tool case. Um, as you guys are looking around, it's... Um, there's not much... Uh, I, I'm assuming, like, furniture's still here. Um, uh, it's covered in, uh, in, like, uh, sheets um, for the dust. Right, right, right. So it's, the house has been, um, uh, put up or, uh, uh set aside. I, it, until they return, it's got dust, basically. dust covers over everything. And, and it's like, we're but, going on a long trip, but we'll be back. Yeah, when, when, when spring comes, we shall, uh, again, move to the Hamptons. Uh, okay. Um, snowbirds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's, let's, uh, Let's go ahead and uh, what you typed in the note there. So as they're as they're like they they get to the uh, back uh, of the house, they're looking out and they can see that these French doors lead onto this uh, this uh, hedge maze and whatnot in the garden. And even though it's covered in snow, it's all kind of like mm -hmm. ooh, kind of cool. Um, um, I feel like after they've been looking for maybe like 10, 15, 20 minutes, uh, to no avail, like there's pictures, like there's portraits of her, very kind of stately, um, there's the telltale, uh, sound of heels on the wall, on the floor. Like you hear the door open, say so you're like on the second or third floor, and then there's just the clicks and clacks of heels. Zeke would have been underground having found your wine cellar. Nice <laughs> vintage wine there. <laughs> so he we would hear the from the top. Uh, what did you say, Dot? You really are the Harker replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say that Dot is like busy looking at the portrait of Lilith uh, and like flipping through her monster book. Um, mm. And with her wolf's instincts, I want to say that she's the first one to hear the heels. Uh, okay. So, like, she, like her head just sort of snaps in that direction. After mm. a few steps in, uh, you just uh, hear a voice. I assure you this is the wrong house you want to squat in. Or rob. And... Belle... Can we um, can we say Lilith is in the the foyer there with the the grand stairs and whatnot? Yeah. And Belle, let's say your sec second floor, and the the voice of Lilith reaches you, 
how does it how does it wash over you or how do you react to you you hearing the the voice of Lilith? Elated. He's found the person he met so long ago and has been tracking for a year now. And as he hears this, he comes down holding a teacup that he once used to have in the other part of him, the other timeline. And he just kind of looks down the stairs and tilts his head and says, Lily. And that's where I want to, to end it. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Save it excited. for next week, Satan. Yes. Save it for next week. I'm going to say this, not after that, but like sure. I like to think that the scene is him walking down the stairs and it's the back of her. Yeah. And just when you see that she's about to turn, it just goes black. Yes. 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 Woo. You see the animation change so you know her hair has moved like she's about yeah. to, but then just credits. Yeah. Some cool pop song going on in the background, but like drop down, <laughs> drop down into like a lower register. So that way, you know, it's serious. Like every DC trailer, we're fucking here for it. I'm so happy that we are playing this game. I'm looking very forward to more Monster Noir in City of Mists. GB, this was an excellent first session. I love having you on the show. Where can we find you? What do you do? Graybeard of Graybeard's Tavern. And currently you can find me here. You can find me on Thursday nights. If you showed up here, you know where you're at. I hope. Um, but in case you're catching it on YouTube, Thursday nights, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, Indoor Adventures. Uh, or Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning, you can find me on my channel, Greybeard Tavern. Uh, and I'll playing right now, I'm playing Wilder Myth, which is just amazing and, and a great, great role-play game if you want to come you could even end up being a character in the game because uh, you can kind of customize characters and stuff that's at 10 a.m eastern standard time sundays and or tuesdays you can catch me over on lantern noirs where we do a happy hour at the old timer tavern where the two of us between the two of us we have like 80 years 80 plus years of gaming experience so pull up a stool ask us questions every week we have a topic but we're there to interact with people and stuff and that's at 5 p.m eastern standard time on tuesdays that's it for me gb uh, i think that's me hi everyone uh my name's satan uh, or Alyssa vamp on twitter uh you can find me here versus playing a lilith again and i'm so excited um also sunday nights in front of the frost maiden uh and sometimes when uh we don't have a a, a show me and uh indoor uh do some uh some co-op games uh at least we started operation tango it's really fun uh go watch so good lots. so fun so good <laughs> um but uh, other than that you can find me this weekend um I believe it's the start of a new season for Plot Hunters. We have to have put out, uh, put off that for various life reasons of various players and GMs. Uh, but hopefully uh, this weekend will be the start. So cash out if you like supporting all PLC and LGBTQ plus spaces. Sunday mornings, I will be over at the Hobgoblin where I DM for my friends in my homebrew world, including uh jen and i think everybody here has been in that game <laughs> um and i love them all for it um 
And I think that's it for now. I don't have a lot of stream games, but I do have a lot of home games. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. I've got my uh, schedule posted there. Uh, and you can see all the things that I'm up to on the Twitch worlds. DanaeKeener.com. <laughs> But I'm Jen. Uh, you can find me here on Thursdays playing Beltane. And I'm excited to get back into this old dog. He's great to play and I love him. And uh, on Sundays, you can find me over at the Hype Goblins channel playing Anthony Silverhorn the Drell, Artificer Barbarian, who's just, you know, having fun being who he is and going through a midlife crisis probably again. Uh, but I, if you can't find me there, I'm on Twitter and at Laughmaker D&D, where you can see me post um, various games, uh, various items and maps and minis that I paint. So, see you there. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. Or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free to catch up on the audio cast but for now we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard so i'd like to say once again thank you to everybody who decided to stop by thank you to gb for running this incredible game and thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye, -bye!